0: Have you ever wondered why there's so many sheep in the Bible? And what about all those shepherds who are trying to do something with them? I'm Randy Schlichting, and together with my co-host Bob Carter on this edition of One for the Road, we're going to explore what does it mean to shepherd. We've invited Monty Starks into the studio with us to discuss the pitfalls, the issues, the challenges, the hardships associated with shepherding sheep, when in fact, we are sheep at the same time so we hope you enjoy uh, just listening and learning a bit on this edition of one for the road
1: okay guys uh welcome as i have Monty and randy sitting here with me as we talk about shepherding i want to just first off just ask Monty kind of in a nutshell uh, as it talks about in first peter 5 to shepherd the flock and you know what in your opinion does that mean to to shepherd the flock so i
2: think simply it would be to love people and i think that's where there's a struggle how does that look like what does that look like how does it play itself out to love people if you think about a shepherd literally uh, shepherding the flock sheep that they're guiding in them and guarding them and for us to love people well First of all, we have to be with them. I think that's the greatest key, as Christ called his disciples, to be uh, with him. And I think that's the greatest thing we could do as a shepherd. I think people in churches, especially elders who deeply desire to shepherd people, struggle because they don't know what to do. And they're so caught up in knowing a plan, a strategy, a skill to shepherd people Therefore, they feel inadequate or they don't know what to do. Therefore, they don't. And so my encouragement to them would just be to be with people and to love them. What does that look like? could guide them, guard them with advice, with counsel. But most of it is just being with them and listening to them. That's what they so long for is someone to come beside them. Just like the sheep feel comfortable when they see the shepherd. Mm -hmm. They hear the shepherd, just like we talk about Jesus knowing our voice and hearing our voice, just so they know that someone's there. Mm-hmm. And then when the sheep wanders off, that shepherd can gently just go after him and love him and be with him. Doesn't have to have the answers,
1: but it has to, to just be with him. So you're basically saying there's not this huge job description. There's not this huge task list I need to worry about, but it's I need to, to be with these guys or you know these families or whatever. I need to love on them. I mean, that
0: that seems almost too simple, but yet it resonates. Just be with people, and that is a step in the right direction. Um, so yeah, that's that's just encouraging. I, I, before, Bob, you started, I was kind of thinking through this whole issue of shepherding a little bit, and maybe, Monty, can you, and I'm, this, I don't think this is a question that we had up, up front, but why do you think the Bible has that? shepherding imagery from from Abraham and his sheep to the wedding feasts of the Lamb. Why is it the number one image in Scripture? Hmm. Sheep describe us, his children, so well
2: that we love to be comforted, love to be around one another in community, together with one another. It's... Interesting, because when people isolate themselves, run from one another in sin or away from the church or away from their families, they leave the flock. They leave what they were created for. And so that's why it's so powerful that Jesus is the great shepherd of his people, that he wants to be with his people, and we find so much comfort and joy. Now, at the same time, there's the negative aspect of a sheep That if the wool is not cut from over their eyes Mm -hmm. and the wool continues to grow, they'll run into a tree. Mm -hmm. They literally, even if they could see or not see with the wool, they will walk off the side of a mountain. And so much of like us, when we get away from the flock, get away from the communion body of Christ, get away from our great shepherd and even fellowshipping with one another, we will quickly walk off the end of the earth, Mm -hmm. the end of the cliff, quickly fall down, run into a brick wall into struggles, weaknesses, and, and potentially sin in many of our lives. Hmm. And so I think it's an example all the way through Scripture that
1: we are His people and He is our shepherd. Right. Now, uh, and, and maybe you've already kind of alluded to this, but when we look at Jesus and, you know, the great shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, what do we learn from Him about Apart from being with other people, just the way he deals with us, deals with his flock.
2: I think this is why it's so key to be with one another. Every person's different and every situation's different. Even the exact same sinful issues a lot of times need to be handled differently based upon past, based upon present issues and so on. And I think that's what's so great about our Lord Jesus Christ. He has created us differently. And us being the great shepherd, he pursues us as who we are. We don't have to be something different. For example, Jesus pursues Nicodemus. He asks the tough questions. Here he is, has this background of knowledge of Scripture and so on. And Jesus says, here's where his heart needs to be loved on. The next chapter in John 4, the woman at the well. Where is her heart? Whole different ball game, whole different pursuing. But what did Jesus do? As he was living, as he was walking, he stopped and pursued this person's heart. The rich young ruler, how did Jesus shepherd his heart? Well, here's this idol that he's worshiping, and he's just trying to pursue his heart. So what's so great about him being our great shepherd? He doesn't want Monty to be like Bob and to be like Randy or Randy to be like Bob. He wants us to be who we're created to be, and he will shepherd us as we are. Mm -hmm. His children, no matter our weaknesses, our sins, our strengths, our backgrounds, our baggages, our issues, he
0: comes to us as who we are, and he wants to love us that way. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, it's interesting. I'm going to change what I said now. (laughs) Because when you first started talking, I thought, I can do this, being with people. Now you're kind of down in the weeds here a little bit for me, and I'm thinking... In this individualistic society Mm. that we live in, I got the whole imagery, right? The shepherd and they're all together in community and the sheep and all the wool and and whatnot. But I think, man, I I want to shepherd some people, but they are so stinking individualized. They want to go and do their own thing, their own place, don't reveal themselves, etc., etc. And our culture seems to be antithetical to the culture of Jesus' time of community, so how do you how do you walk through that or how do you help people how do you draw people out of being individuals to, to even be around other want to be around other sheep maybe would be a starting point so that you can say I'm a shepherd First of all I think in the church a lot of times
2: as leaders we think we're the only shepherd for that flock at that time and I think what helps us to realize is God's called all of his his believers to shepherd one another as we walk along, even as us being sheep. Hmm. And that's such a hard thing, I think, for me personally. It's like a tension I have. I'm a sheep and I'm a shepherd. I'm a shepherd and I'm a sheep. And so part of it is when sheep lead astray and they have that individual lifestyle, thoughts, uh, ways they're withdrawing from the community, is to come back and say, listen, my wool is like your wool. I need my wool cut over my eyes. I need to be led away from the end of the, um, uh, the cliff. And as a shepherd, one of the greatest things we can do as this individual um, mentality that we have in America is to realize you think you're individual. You think you're separated from your church and the issue. God clearly tells us that we all are battling together with the same issues. Mm -hmm. Yours might look different. So come back to the flock and be loved on, be encouraged. Realize that your wool is just as nasty as mine, just as ratty and needs to be combed out and cut out and so on. So I might not um, look like a sheep, but I'm so desperately one of you and I want to bring you in. So thinking about individuals... Uh, Randy, I love what you said about it being hard. Now we think about these different issues. I'm, I'm, I'm going to these sheep with these different issues: Nicodemus, woman at the well, rich young ruler, and so on. I think it still goes back to the easy part about it. Don't go in there with the answer. The sheep don't want the answer when they lead the flock.
0: Other they than want to than Randy be Randy Pope's land.
2: book, of course. Do
0: what? Other than Randy Pope's book, <laughs> that, that answer. <laughs> I want. <laughs> Just want to make sure they like that got on tape here. I said they want that answer. Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
2: That they want to be
0: brought back to the flock, that sheep so
2: desperately wants to be part of the hundred, not part of the one. They might think for a while, they might feel for a while, but oh, they desperately want to be brought Downside, back. Yeah. So don't don't um, have the answer that you have to think that you have to counsel them in the answer with every individual situation. Is to go be with them and ask the Lord to lead you and lead them back to the flock and see that your wool is just like theirs.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. And I I think that for me personally, I think that that's um, been so attractive to me when I sense that, that people want to be with me and it's not like, what can you give me? I'm trying to get something out of this. It's just, I want to be with you. So I love that. Now, you know, on a practical side, people are saying good night, my life is busy. And of course, we hear that all the time. You know, i got so much going on, you know, uh, wife, kids, job, church, everything. And you want me to go be with people? You know, sounds good. It sounded It sounded better when I was in college or something when I had time to do that, but I don't have time to do that anymore. Now, granted, these guys have been ordained to be elders, and I think there's a responsibility for that, but help them navigate that, the busyness of their life, and then yet you're telling them, which I agree with, go be with people.
0: You're talking about the average elder? The average How elder. How does
1: he do it? How does he do it?
2: Yeah, well, he doesn't.
1: Okay. All right, <laughs> thanks for uh, <laughs> yeah. joining us, guys. Thanks for <laughs> <playing>. <laughs> Contestant number two. <laughs> and the reason I
2: joke is that because the church on the other end, we have beat our people up. Uh-huh. We have beat our leaders, our, our servants, our ordained elders who have been called out. We have beat them up you go be a part of this you go be a part of that you go do this you sign up for this you go to these 16 things and I think the church and I'm one of the guilty factors here right I have caused our elders in the places that I've been to feel that guiltiness to feel and you know what they feel like at that time they want to leave the sheep community and they want to be the one going mm-hmm. I can't go out there I've this community of elders I can't do it so I'm not so I'm going to Whittle off over here next to the tree, and I'm just going to sit here and hope the shepherd doesn't see me over Mm -hmm. here. The great shepherd. Mm -hmm. Right. So my encouragement to our elders is where you breathe, where you touch, where you feel, shepherd and love there. God has called you somehow to be somewhere someplace. If you feel God called you to be in the choir, go shepherd in the choir with joy. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like you've got to go out and have a third grade discipleship group and go help out with 14 things with CIA or whatever. Those are wonderful. Be where God has placed you and ask him to move and love and let you serve and encourage people there to be with people there. For an example, I work a lot with discipleship leaders. So discipleship leaders will ask me this question and I'll say, love your people well and be with your people and you will shepherd many. A guy in your neighborhood, Uh, you find out he's a member, regular visitor, might be a chance you're mowing your lawn, you're walking through, hey, you just go and say, how can I love on you? What are ways that we haven't served you well at Perimeter? What are ways that we haven't loved you well? What are you involved in? What are you not? How can I help you? I think elders feel like they want to do something, they want to encourage, they want to love, they want to serve people. But they feel tied up because they have to be involved in everything, and if they're not, then they're involved in nothing, or they don't actually step out of the things they're involved in. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just say, be freed up to let God bring you His people. And as you're walking in whatever aspect, do get involved in whatever talents and gifts you want to be involved here. Be it in the choir, be in leading the discipleship, men, women I guess you can't leave women. Uh-huh. Um, some people probably do want to lead women. Um, children, if it be in global, if it be in community, if it be in shepherding, if it be in counseling, if it be in pastoral care, if it be in prayer, love people there. I, I, I love going on Tuesday nights at times and, and seeing the prayer, people pray. I meet elders there that I've never touched in any other place. You see their calling of loving people there. I don't think they've ever actually gone out and pulled someone in the room. They love the people who walk into the room. Mm -hmm. And I love that about. So I I just think we need to step back and say, God has our places of wherever we live, work, and play. Love people there. Be with people there.
1: Okay, Uh, great. And I I think one of the questions I would have, based upon something you just said, is about women, okay? (laughs) We, We can't be with women, at least on an individual basis, so... Uh, what about women? What about shepherding women? How do the elders do that?
2: I think it's very encouraging for us as a body of Christ to realize that a lot of times women have just as much shepherding, loving, teaching, encouraging gifts as men do. That's the body of Christ. And I think a very encouraging thing is to find those women, some of us even our wives, some of us where we uh, live, work, and play, being in the choir, be it in my wife's discipleship group, be it in my children's co-worker that's teaching the third grade uh, girls class when I'm teaching the third grade boys class, to find those women that I could point women to, to encourage them to love, to uh, um, pursue themselves when they're struggling. I don't feel like I have to do that. At the same time, um, there are many ways to skin that cat. I know we only have a few more minutes to talk on here, but there's many ways to skin that cat. You could go along Um, with another couple. You could go along with your spouse. You could go along with three or four other people as you come in um, and encourage one another in the body of Christ to do it like almost a shepherding team. And then you could feed off one another, encourage one another. But I think we have to, as elders, as men, use the women of the church as much as possible. Not just in women issues, but even in some men issues to bring them in. Because a lot of it's marriage, girls, daughters, so on.
0: Okay, we're about to wrap up here, but I want to ask you one book other than the Bible you'd recommend, guys, to, to pick up on shepherding. Anything come to the top of your mind? It's kind of a pop quiz, but...
2: The best book I think I find on shepherding is Instruments in a Redeemer's Hands by Paul Tripp.
0: Great it talks book.
2: about how to walk along people theolo- theologically, philosophically, but then the last half of the book is purely practical. Yeah,
0: How do I be with people? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great recommendation.
1: Well, thanks, uh, Monty. And I tell you what, that was uh, that was inspiring to me personally, just listening to that, uh, of being with people and loving them. And I think it will be a great encouragement to our elders as they go forward in, in seeking to shepherd the flock. So appreciate you being here very much.
0: Thank you. We want to thank you so much for listening to this edition of One for the Road. Love to get your feedback, comments. Is it too long, too short, not hot enough, not cold enough? Would love to hear your input on these podcasts as we continue to grow and learn and think about things ourselves. See you next time.